Dirt Talk Podcast, everybody. Dirt Talk Podcast. Hey, Aaron. Monday edition. We're back. We're back. How you doing? I am. I'm doing very well. I'm very well. I just got off a trip to Savannah, Georgia for four days to think and to walk around and to have coffee. Sure. I, I, All things can't do in Nashville. Uh, absolutely not. Well, uh, Savannah is nice because it's it's one of the most walkable places I've been to. It's yeah. it's it's not a, the 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 historic part of Savannah where everybody goes. It's not huge, so you can walk from one end to the other like you know twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can walk everywhere you need to walk. And there's a beautiful park right in the middle of town that I like to go to, and um, it's just a it's an extraordinary place and. Uh, Everybody has that that place or two that they just really enjoy for whatever reason. Yeah. And everybody's a little different. Um, some people like sitting on a beach. Some people like climbing a mountain. Some people like something in between. You know, some people like going to New York City. I don't know who the hell those people are. Not relaxing, that's for sure. Yikes. <laughs> but um, uh, I just, I, I really, I've seen a lot of places in the United States in Savannah, Georgia, for whatever reason, is one of my, one of my spots. And in the business is, um, it's, it's grown substantially this year. I've traveled like an absolute madman this year and, um, we're embarking on something very significant over the next 60 days. So it was the perfect time coming off really intense travel for the sake of content, going back into another really intense period of having to travel for a different purpose. And, uh, I just needed a few days just to just to chew through some thoughts. Mm-hmm. How did Savannah get on your radar to begin with? Because obviously you're not from this part of the world. No, we. I went a few years ago. We were working with Morgan Corp at the time, and they had a job just outside of Savannah. Okay. And Savannah, for whatever reason, has always been a town I've wanted to see. Um, so we were working out of town, um, probably 30 minutes away from Savannah and I drove into Savannah one night just to see it for the first time. Got it. Okay. So that was the first time. And since then, that was probably three years ago. I've been back almost 10 times. Yeah. I feel like definitely I've seen it on your calendar a good bit of time. I, I go there quite a bit nowadays. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's, I don't know. It, you, you, when you start a company or you start your career or whatever it is, it's, you're the person that, that does everything. And you're, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing. So your deliverable is, is really rooted in doing. Yeah. But as the business has scaled and grown over the past four years and where we are today, you know, I think over 80 people now, which is mind boggling. My deliverable is less doing and more thinking and leading and uh, inspiring and in, 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 in big picture. So my deliverable is, is a lot different today than it was just a few years ago or even six months ago. Yeah. Um, and, and my deliverable is largely my, my mindset, my thoughts, my, my opinions, everything like that. And to, to fully form thoughts, opinions, you, you, you have to create space. And then, but the problem is with the business's growth and where we're at as a company and all the travel, there's no space. You have to be intentional about it. And so that's where, Hey, I'm just intentionally going to go to Savannah, Georgia for four days and try to eliminate all of my meetings, everything like that, and just walk around. And, and be intentional about it. So when I walk from here to there for 45 minutes, I'm not listening to a podcast. I'm not listening to music. I'm not yeah. checking my phone. I'm just walking. Or I'm going to have a coffee. I'm going to sit outside this coffee shop. I'm going to not look at my phone. 
I'm not going to have my computer out. I'm not going to have a book out. I'm not going to be listening to anything. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to have a cup of coffee, which sounds like this weird, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it sounds, you almost feel a little weird about it at first, but then you start to understand the power and importance of creating some space to think. Yeah. And, and coming off of it, you're just like, well, I need to do this more because it's so beneficial. When you go do stuff like that, is there much like reflection on what's happened or you feel like that's more of that thought space for you is like future? A little bit of both. Yeah. And a lot of it's just letting my mind wander. Sure. Just like not getting attached to anything too no, much. No, I don't really go into it or I didn't go into it this time with okay, here are some fixed deliverables I need to emerge from this trip with. Yeah. It's mostly just being intentional about creating space and then letting my mind go to wherever my mind wants to go. Doing a lot of reading um, and just, just, I don't know, just thinking. It sounds, it sounds crazy, but um, I, think, I think it's, it, it, okay, yeah, I, I'm, in, I'm in this position where I'm growing a business. Not everybody's there. Um, not everybody's in this big leadership position, but I think it's beneficial for anybody yeah. to create space to think no matter who the hell you are, whether that's a trip for four days, like I just did, or that's just waking up an hour earlier so that you can go for a walk by yourself with no music or anything in the morning. Just, I think just, it's just walking. Yeah. I think it's so beneficial for human beings to create space because we live in this world that's so noisy and there's stuff going on all the time and we're connected with everybody we know thanks to our phones now and there's just always things going on um there's no time to process there's no time to process yeah well yeah i mean it's you, you can always just fill your brain with well, i got this other thing to do and i got this other thing to do and then you kind of lose it a little bit well and it just it, it's it's uh unintentional too you you just like Hey, I'm in the car. I'm just going to listen to music. Mm -hmm. I want to pass the time more effectively or listen to a podcast or, and, and all that's great stuff. But then also there's benefits of just driving somewhere for 20 minutes without anything playing. Have you ever heard of the book? Um, I think it's called The Artist's Way. No. Okay. I think, don't hold me to this, but I think it's by an author named Julie Cameron. And there's, a, a, I guess it's an exercise in there where she calls it like, taking yourself on an artist state, which basically all that means is be really intentional and go like do something that like fills you back up, but like isn't, you're not going to like go make something. You're not going to go create something. It's mm -hmm. meant to be like really open, kind of like free brain space. Yeah. And so kind of the way you're talking about um, that, like giving your, yourself and really setting like firm boundaries on you know, not listening to music while you're like walking for a long time or whatever that is. I think that's really important to, to create those boundaries in your head where it's like, I'm not chewing on, all right, the next batch of hires we got to do, or, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the next time we want to raise money for the company or whatever that is, you're, you're kind of trying to say like, I need to open my brain up to the, the stuff that's going to automatically flow in there or what like doesn't usually have space to, to grow and bloom in your head. A good book I read on the subject is Essentialism. Yeah. A I read that too. Such a good book. Greg McKee? Yes. McKeon. Yeah. Yeah. McKeon, I think Something it is. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a great book. But the the irony of us talking about this right now is we are talking about it on a podcast and most everybody is probably either exercising, walking, <laughs> True. or driving. You're not, you're not actively doing the thing we're talking about. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, there's, there's no possible way they're doing what we're talking about right now because they're listening to this podcast. We can put However, like a space we're very in grateful. here. Yeah, we're very yeah. grateful. We can put a space in here where it's just like a soundscape. You're the ocean. Yeah. And Here's now, like, yeah. Now for our intentional five minute break. <laughs> oh man let your mind free yeah this is this is for you we're doing this for you mm -hmm. except for us it would be just like a five second break but i could put in you know 30 minutes of just yeah. like yeah. nature sounds yeah could be could be like no like way to care for the dirt world it wouldn't right? be nature sounds it would be construction sounds but off in the distance <laughs> you know like yeah but like it's like behind a hill with trees so it's a little muffled but well, you know it's it's you know you, you know, know there's something there. over there yeah. well i mean that's similar to you know sometimes if there's like blasting next door while we're recording a podcast. You can only just barely hear it on the microphone, mm -hmm. but we can really, really hear it mm -hmm. and feel it and feel it. And you can see stuff rattle on the shelves. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's awesome that you got to do, do that trip. I mean, I think that's, I think that's a big deal. I know um, that finding ways to like, I mean, unplug obviously is very, very valuable, yeah. but to like set real, um, intention in that unplugging in that um unstructuredness yeah and um also from just a leadership standpoint it's you know in simplistic terms it's monkey see monkey do um and, and it's you know i i like that phrase because it's just so easy to wrap your mind yeah. around but people probably could get bent out of shape about that phrase nowadays with how people are these days um and so it's, I just want to show people that, hey, I am taking time to think and process and digest. I'm not always doing, 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 doing. And maybe you should consider not always doing as well because it's, it's, it's totally counterintuitive. You, you need to slow down to speed up. So it's, you need to do less to free up some space to think so that you can be more effective at your job down the road. Mm -hmm. I wonder what the like numbers suggest for like our company. Um, when I look to the past year, like about, you know, how many days off people took? Well, that's the tricky thing about flexible time off policies like ours is that a lot of times it discourages time off. Well, companies will choose it for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll choose it because it's the right thing to do, but it creates the opposite behavior because then people feel like they don't have the permission to take the time off or like, hey, I have these days I need to use. So they're going to allocate those days throughout the year um and so you if you do have a flexible time off policy you you uh, the leadership has to model that mm -hmm. and be very vocal about it which i've done a very poor job of because i like to just work i i'm super stoked on just working um but i'm trying to do trying to do better because mm -hmm. i've realized that's uh setting everybody else up for for failure well i, I think that but in fairness we in, historically we've given people two weeks off at Christmas. Sure. So, and that's most, most companies, that's it's two weeks get. off for the entire year. Yeah. Um, I, I know for me, like when I look back, I think I only took like a week off once last year. Um, and there were, you know, certain days or whatever, but I, th I think, um, what this year leads into that I think maybe is a little different is I think there's more opportunity for a little bit of, mm, I think there's maybe some a negative connotation on this word, but I don't feel like I don't mean it when I say this. I think there's a little opportunity for some redundancy at this point, even though we're growing super fast and we're having to build these teams, 
you know, when we're talking about, it's like, well, if you're going to be off for a week, you got to find your, whatever, like your responsibility was that has to get done somehow. And that was kind of hard when we were so lean, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, well, nobody else does what I do. So how am I supposed Yeah. And you, and you, you do talk a lot about like, you got to replace yourself. Like you have to, that's like a really important part of it. And so I think even though we're like growing teams and building teams out of thin air as, as our company grows, um, I, to me, it feels like there's a little bit more infrastructure for that to happen this year. Sure. Well, that's sick. So where are you, are you traveling this week too? So I'm going backpacking in North Carolina in the Smokies with Chad Wright. I don't know if you've seen his stuff online. He's a super badass dude, ultra runner, uh, former Navy SEAL. He's an unbelievable story. Unbelievable story mm-hmm. on on how he how he did all that. He's he's super super inspirational, and followed him for a while. So got into this program in, 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 with Chemo Clark of yeah. Truth Excavation. He's coming in on Thursday. Exciting. So we drive out there Friday. We show up at this lodge. I think ten in the morning on Friday a few hours away, and then we emerge from the wilderness um, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Then that's in North Carolina? Is yeah, you said? yeah, North Carolina. And it's all just um, to, uh, as, a, as a leader again, and as I'm leading a growing organization, I've had to understand that I need to grow myself as an individual first. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. So there's a, there's a, the ceiling there. And if I don't keep raising that bar, we're going to be brushing up against it pretty quick. And to, to raise that bar, it's you, you have to create uh, uh, opportunities of discomfort and you have to do it intentionally because yeah. life is very comfortable. And so this is one of those things where it's, this is a great opportunity to be really uncomfortable in a very positive way and to really approach uh to learn how to approach life in a different a different way to just be a little bit more capable as a human being because it's like most people they lose power for a day and lose their minds Mm -hmm. and just to know that i'm just a little bit more capable as a human than i was going into this is a good i think a good feeling yeah so i'm 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 really looking forward to it you, you've spoken a lot, um, really, in, uh, I mean, the whole time we've been podcasting together about your intention to grow yourself because that's like what the, your role at BuildWit requires. The way that we're growing, like there's just no way you, the group you were leading when there was 10 people, that that same skill set is automatically going to apply to a group that's about to be 100 people. Well, and it, it goes for anybody. You know, say I'm an operator, I want to be a foreman. Just because you're a good operator and you've you have this you have this you know, years of experience doesn't mean that you should be promoted. Yeah, you need to be worthy of being in that leadership position. So step one is I need to grow myself as an individual to be worthy of that position in the first place. And and even if you do get promoted without that, it's in your best interest to grow yourself to be worthy of that position because it's going to be a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot less stressful. It's going to be a lot more fulfilling because you're going to be able to grow grow people more effectively. You're going to be able to run a more effective job site. People are just are going to have more fun at work working for you. And so it's it's anybody, no matter where you want to go, or hey, now you're a parent. It's not the same ball game. You have to level yourself up as an individual, as a human being, as a leader to be worthy of that. A lot of people don't do that. 
And then, yeah, yeah, you're, you know, you're a parent of a three-year-old versus a parent of a 10-year-old. That's totally different. You need to level yourself up to, to be worthy of that. Yeah. So, and, and to level yourself up, there's a lot of different things you can do, but a lot of it comes back to creating that, that discomfort. Every single highly accomplished person I know, they always talk about discomfort, 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 creating intentional discomfort, because that's where you really grow. That's where you really find out who the hell you are. Um, and so it's, you know, if I'm having to, the goalpost is continuously shifting. I need to continuously chase it and to continuously chase it. I need to continuously find opportunities to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. to go outside of my routine, to really learn more about who I am, dig deep and, and put myself in situations that, um, that I haven't been in before so that I can, Hey, this is all right. Yeah, this is who I am. Holy shit. But it applies for anybody. It's not this. I don't. I, I, like. I want to talk more about how we're building the business mm-hmm. because it's it's a lot of fun, and it's my entire life right now. That's really the only thing I have any kind of expertise on is how we're building our business. Not to how to build a business, but how we're building our business. Our business. Yeah, that's I'm living it every here. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big difference. Um, but I also don't want to be super unrelatable. But that's the cool thing about developing yourself as a human being, leadership, all that is it applies to anybody, no matter the position you're in, no matter the position you're in. Mm -hmm. Well said. I think what's what's interesting to me about um, leadership skills in particular is it feels like there are are a lot of jobs and a lot of things. um, Maybe we just keep this within uh, just like the, the way we're growing, build it just in this context, but I'm sure this applies in a lot of places. Where the way you get better at your job is to keep keep getting more reps, mm-hmm. and you could become like any an, an elite uh, contributor with those reps. Mm-hmm. But I I think what stands out to me about the leadership stuff is you there's probably a pretty hard ceiling if the only uh, leadership experience you're getting is just keeping doing it. You know, like if you're not getting outside input, if you're not getting outside education and all you're doing is just like being a leader more, like if you're in a leadership role and you just make more leadership decisions, that doesn't necessarily mean you're growing as a leader. Maybe you're getting no, more you're, experience, you're, well, but you're not better at it. But that's the difference between management and leadership is that's management. So if you're, if you're promoted to this and, and then that's what like a title doesn't make a leader, yeah. it makes a manager though. So yeah. you can become a superintendent and you can be, a, you could be a manager because that's your job. You're, you're there to manage. So you could be managing a superintendent, but not leading, but you're a lot better off if you're leading than managing. Yeah. It's way more effective and way more aligned with human nature. And so that's, that's the differentiator. And that's where, I mean, I, I, I talk all about all this and I'm such a big believer in it because that's, that's how we've grown our business from, from me with a camera to over 80 people now in four years. That's how, how we've done it. And the real growth started to happen when I started to understand how important leadership was and how important developing myself as a leader is. And I have just started this journey too. And it is going to be a lifelong endeavor. Mm-hmm. There is so much to it because human beings are incredibly complex and no two humans are the same. Um, but it's simple principles. And once you start to understand that, I just... I don't know. I look at all these other managers, business owners, whatever it is, and they're they're so stressed out. I always get these questions, what keeps you up at night, so on and so forth. 
I I have that productive paranoia. I mean, even last night I was thinking about different ways we might be screwed and different ways we could get around that and start looking bigger picture and what are the contingency like I think about that all the time. But I don't lose sleep over the business. Yeah. I'm not always stressed out. I can go to Savannah for four days and not I had zero zero stress that whole trip. You know, like hopefully the office is still there. Yeah. None. Mm-hmm. None, man. And that's not me being this this douchebag, negligent executive either, because I'm an executive. That's because I believe I've I've put in the work to be able to step away for a few days to think. And that's through that's through what I've learned through through leadership. That's it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Would it be cheesy for me to bring up that if you want to learn leadership skills? Download the BuildWit app. We got BuildWit leaders on there. Content for free. That's cheesy. Yeah. Well, kind of cheesy. Yes, but but the crazy <laughs> thing is, most of what I learned about leadership is on there. Yeah, because I was intimately involved in creating that content. I was sitting there with Jocko at his table, asking him the questions, listening to his responses. I spent three days with him in Washington. I got to watch. I've watched two field training exercises now. I've spent a lot of time learning these exact same principles that are completely for free on the Build It, Build it app right now mm-hmm. that anybody can go download. And, and th- that's how, like, if you want to know how the hell we've done it, that's how we've done it. That's how we've done it. It's not like we have a secret playbook and we're just putting out the stuff we feel comfortable sharing about leadership. It's like the, these exact like, conversations are what we're already having. And we're like, let's no, I film don't. it with this person and put it out there. I told everybody, you know, Build It Leaders, it could have completely crashed and burned. And it wasn't what we were hoping. Mm-mm. So it was, um, we, I was reading more Jim Collins last night, concept of bullets before cannonballs. So fire bullet, fire bullet, fire bullet, find your target and then go for the cannonball. We just fired a fucking cannonball with the build leaders thing. I don't think we were off big picture. I think that's one of the big missing pieces in the industry is leadership training. I think that's been missing. But we were off from a, this is what it's going to do for our business. It didn't do what we thought we were, mm-hmm. what it was going to do for our business. Thank, thank goodness we um, were able to figure it out so it didn't kill us because that's the danger is you can't learn from a lesson that kills you. Um, but at the same time, you know, that could have just completely, completely crashed and burned. And even if it would have burned our whole business down, for example, it still wouldn't have been a total loss. Because that was some of that was that was the best leadership training exercise I could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. And that was the best leadership training exercise Dan went through and Randy went through and our whole team went through. And so I came out of that a far more capable leader than I went into it. And that in itself, like, what's that worth? What what am I gonna go take that what am, what can I go make of that information and value in those lessons? I can go do a lot with that. Yeah. And that's what we're doing right now. We're making, we're making as much of it as we can. And that's where we all got it from was developing the build the leaders thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that stuff's awesome. I, I'm, I've just, I've been a huge fan um, of, well, first of all, the, the, how we pick the people we are going to film with, with the build with leader stuff. Like all those people, even just like talking to them, not talking about like the leadership stuff. But just like having conversations, it's like, oh, you're like, you are something special. Like you have, you clearly like, 
are really, really compelling. And I want to like hear more of whatever you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so when we get those people in front of the camera, I mean, it's just like, it's because just they're, like they're people knowledge that, bombs. They're people that have done it. Yeah. They've been in it. Yeah. They, they've done it. They've mm-hmm. done it. And that's, I, I don't like learning from people that haven't done it. I have a big problem with even reading a book from a guy who's talking about business, but hasn't built a, a big business or has built a business based on talking about business. Like I, I just have a little bit of a problem and it's a different thing. Like Jim Collins is like that, but he's a researcher. He's an academic, yeah, which, which, which I understand. Different. Yeah. Um, but these are people that, that have done it. And th- those are the people, at least I learned, I learned best from. Well, it's like when you look at sports, it's like if you are watching like the halftime show that, you know, happens like, for example, the easy one with the NBA, you know, it's got like Shaq and Charles Barkley um, and Kenny. People watch those guys because they played in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like they, they are experts on what it's like to be a player. And so even if they have people on who are not players, but are like really, um, you know, students of the game and, you know, write about the game who are journalists or whatever, who could talk, you know, talk X's nose or whatever. It's like, yeah, but. Sometimes just hearing from people who've like been in it and have done it yeah. is more valuable. Well, and it's it's not to discredit those people that no. are experts on a given subject, but yeah, it does there's a different weight when it comes from somebody who's who's been there and who's done it. Yeah. Um and and that's what we're trying to go create. We're not trying to go create this this bullshit platform. Right? And we're not making any money off it right now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's to our detriment. We were hoping we were going to make a lot of money on it and we we didn't. But it wasn't a loss at the same time. I mean, it, I just got a text message or saw a text message. Um, someone was talking to a guy, a construction company. They don't have a people problem. And why is that? And they said it's because we don't even work with BuildWit. We've just listened to them for, for years now and have just done what they've said and have just digested the leadership information. That's cool. That's, that's fucking nuts, dude. That's so crazy. So insane. So crazy. And we're just, we're, I'm just talking about it from how I'm learning about it. I'm not coming at it from, I, I really try to avoid saying, ever even hinting at, oh yeah, I'm the expert. So do what I say because I'm the expert. I know I'm not the expert. I'm not. I'm 27 years old. I don't know what I'm doing, but here's what I'm learning. And uh, a lot of it's working. A lot of it's really working. Yeah. And it's cool. And here's, here's why it's working. Here's how it's working. Here's how the hell I did it. Um, so it's, it's, it's real shit. Yeah. Well said. Great. Got a couple questions for the Dirt Talk podcast. We, um, got, I feel like an extra handful of questions this week, both for the internal and Dirt Talk, by the way. Right. Uh, this is a question from Zach. He's got a long lead up, but he's talking about how he would like, um, some, either trade schools or uh, community colleges to have more uh, programs for construction. But that's just the backup or the lead up to the question. So he says, I've been trying to get these partnerships started for the last few months, but haven't had much success. Do you have any advice for how I can propose this idea to these schools in a way that better conveys the mutually beneficial relationship I'm looking to build rather than just seeming like someone recruiting only to help their own businesses? Um, what... Um... So who, who did we have on that we just talked, talked to us about? Burns Dirt. Uh, Nick Parrish. Nick Parrish. Yeah, 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 Nick Parrish. Nick, I know who you are. Sorry. I, if you haven't listened to the Nick Parrish episode, 
I would listen to the Nick Parrish mm-hmm. episode because he just did this and he, he explained it far better than I could because I've never done this before. How I would approach it though is I would I just approach it from what's in their best interest. What are their pain points? What are their goals? What are they trying to accomplish? And how can what you need to happen help them achieve what they need to, yeah. what they need to achieve, right? So the question is, how do you help them be more successful through your program is how I would set it up and, and come at it from a, that's, that's the best way to do it. It's, 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 you know, leave you over here. Okay. Here's what I need to accomplish, but what are their pain points? What pressure are they feeling? What do they need to accomplish? What makes them more money? What, what makes their people better off? Whatever it is, find out what that is and then figure out how your program can help them accomplish that. So when you're speaking on their terms, how they view things and speaking in terms of what's going to make them successful, you're going to have way better, way better success. And that's what we're doing right now. Like we're going, there's uh, we, we have a project going on right now and I can't, I want to talk more about it. Um, but I can't because of there's legal ramifications to it, which sucks. Um, but we're going, we're, we, we came at it from our perspective and we're stoked on our perspective, but it's a little too big picture. It's a little too ambitious. So we had to take it down a few notches and, and instead look at it from their perspective. How do they win here? Why is this a smart business decision? Mm-hmm. And then build our approach from there. Still sell the big picture, still tell the story and get them excited. But approach it from their point of view, their perspective to make it a no-brainer win for them. Yeah. So that's, exa- that's at least how I would start. But I would listen to the Nick Parrish podcast because Nick has, has done this and, and he's done it successfully. He's, he's actively making it happen Yeah, in Mississippi, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dude's a good dude. Super good dude. Really good yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, separately, he is going to be in town, was it next week for the... World of Asphalt Ag thing. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people here. Yeah, he said he'd be here. Cool. Um, anyway. Um, thanks, Zach, for that. Um, yeah, if you're in town, I think it's Tuesday for World of Asphalt Ag 1. We're having an open house at BuildWit 5 to 7. Yeah. So stop by our office. Come on over. We'd love to have you. I am I'm really, I just want it to be an absolute disaster. Like just too many people. <laughs> like, and it's what have just, we done? Yeah, like what, I, I want to be like. What have we done hiding in the closet yep. is my goal. So if you're in, in Nashville, I, I am 97% sure it's Tuesday evening. I think so. Confirm my social media. Uh, we will be having people over to our office, open house, stop by. We'd love to have you. Cool. Uh, I got multiple questions about this. So I'm going to just ask it for the group. Cool. How's the earth mover? She is the just... skid steer. She's absolutely... Uh, delightful. Yeah, I think she's got about. She probably has maybe thirty or forty hours on her now. So high hour machine, almost doubled what you had before you flipped it. Yeah, right, man. We've been working That's, that thing hard. Yeah, yeah, big time work going on over mm-hmm. there. I got to uh, run it. Uh, so I've only run it a few times this this year. My my goal is to run it once a month, which doesn't sound very ambitious, but I don't have very we got a many, lot of stuff going on <laughs> yeah like mornings where i have six free hours to go pick up the machine because it's there's a lot to it it's not you just don't get in the machine and go you have to you have to go pick up the machine you have to make sure it's greased you get fuel pick up your trailer go take it somewhere 
run it for a while, then then put it back on the trailer. It, it's it's a pain in the ass because I don't have the proper facilities yet to actually manage a machine. So we're doing it a little haphazardly at the moment. But um, I ran it. I did some snow plowing beginning of the year. That's right. That's right. First week of the year before I went to uh, to the Middle East, which well, was you, awesome. You did your own crisis management. You're like, I'm just going to help out my community, go, to fi- go find a lot where there's some snow and I'll move it. Yes. Yes. So... Billwood Excavating Grading saved the entire community. That Sonic, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I plowed the hell out of that Sonic drive-through, <laughs> so people could get their tater tots and big slushies yep. without any issue whatsoever that day. You're a good guy. So making a big difference in the in the world. Um, it's just it's just what I do. <laughs> and and then I recently got a chance. Um, Cody with Whistling Diesel. He uh, he bought a piece of property in Tennessee, so I got to go over to his place and move some dirt around, which was perfect because I've been looking for an opportunity like that to to just move dirt without having to make it really slick. Um, so that was a good opportunity to because I, I just need seat time. I need to learn. And even just learning how dirt compacts and how it sits and how your bucket can manipulate it and there's just a lot to learn there that you can't learn by watching you have to go do mm-hmm. so that was a cool opportunity he's got a lot going on his property i'm hoping to go back there pretty soon and then third project was we did i rented a harley rake thanks to thompson machinery thompson is so helpful mm-hmm. with everything we need they got they got me a harley harley rake and I Harley raked the the back of Rosso's office. They had a weird seed mix that was laid down. They wanted to reseed it. So I got to Harley rake it. And it was a little wet. So I <laughs> ended up with these huge piles of muck that Eric Jumper had to stay late and fix, fix. with uh, Buildwood Excavating Grading Restoration, sure. his, new, his new division of Buildwood Excavating <laughs> Grading that follows me around. Yeah. Uh, but we got it done and it, I, I was over there the other day and it, it looks pretty damn good. Nice. Yeah. That's fun. And Harley raking is a ton of fun. Here's a dumb question. How do you track hours? How many hours a machine has been run? Like, is there a counter in the yeah. machine itself? Okay. It's like, uh, it's like miles on your car. Got it. It's always there. Cool. 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 So they used to have in the older machines, it's, a, it's like cars. It was an analog dial. Mm-hmm. So with just the numbers on it yeah. that rotates as the hours get on it. And then it was like a shitty digital one for a while. And then now it's in the computers. In, oh, it's just in like the says. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can go in there and it'll be in the computer. So I was curious, yeah. like when we were at Wheeler, um, when we were going through the shop, you know, he he brought up Jeff. What was his name? Jeff? Jeff Foreman. Yep. Um, he was like, yeah, this machine's got, you know, 5,000 hours and they're rebuilding it. And I'm like, where's that? Is that just like a, guess but like that's being tracked in the machine itself yes okay that makes more sense and 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 now they're to a point where you can have like on a cat machine it's vision link on deer it's deer link or deer command whatever their thing is like dumb names for it um where you can the dealer can actually also monitor how many hours are on a machine so that they can start getting ahead of hey just so you know yeah pm's up coming up on a small machine like me and then um, a maintenance department will manage that kind of stuff remotely for a bigger fleet, bigger company, and they'll proactively pull machines in as they come up on their on their PM schedule based on hours, and and pull them through. and And that's why 
Um, that's why idle time is so important because idle time counts as hours and idle time is where on a machine. And if you're, yeah. So that's, that's the purpose of having to diminish as much idle time as you can because you're prematurely wearing that machine out, but you're getting no production from it. So you can run a machine all day long. If you're running a machine all day long and getting production from it, you making money. You feel good money, about that. No, you don't feel good about it. You're making money. So that machine is working. That machine oh, okay. is producing. But if a machine is just sitting, you're still spending money on that machine. You're still having to maintain that machine, but it's not producing any kind of revenue for the business. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, people don't get, it doesn't matter how much a machine costs. It doesn't matter if you destroy a machine in the process. If it's built into the, to the budget, if there's money in that for that machine, for that use, for whatever it is, it's good to go. And then if you can use that machine for, for longer, like a North American um, coal, for example, you know, if they can go take that and just rebuild the hell out of machines. So some of their machines, it's not uncommon for their machines to have over 100,000 hours on them. That's great too. So wow. there's, yeah, there's, it's, it doesn't matter what a machine is, is doing. Or, you know, sometimes it's a machine is only used for two days out of the month on a job, but it's a very specialized machine, a specialized application. If that, if that money's in the bid, okay. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if that machine's sitting idle for 28 28 days. Yeah. Well, you talked about a little bit about that when you were in Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. um, you know, because people had made comments on some of the videos you posted like, well, that, well, that sand can't be good for the machine. And you're like, it, it's part of the process. Like they have already thought about that. Yeah. It's like, or like the dozers that work in saltwater. Yeah. They, they bid the job to discard those machines after it's done. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, they're obviously thinking about that. Like, yeah, no shit. It's bad for the machine, but that they bid the work accordingly. And so, okay. Yeah. It, it just, Sure, it chews up the machine, but the money's there, so they discard the machine at auction. I feel so terrible for anybody that buys a, an ocean machine, and then they go turn their fleet over more often. It's part of it. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, in short, Earth Mover is absolutely doing good, delightful. Yep, we broke the door on it the other day, but Thompson Machinery was. Uh, Came to our rescue, fixed it up, and we're back in business. You don't have to replace the door with that. They just had to like replace the no, like we, we, emergency handle. Yeah, we busted the hinge on it. Yeah, that's all right. Mm -hmm. Part of it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, well, I think that is a Monday edition dirt talk. Super. Well, thanks for thanks for listening, everybody. We referenced the Build It app. If you want to uh, listen to the podcast, if you want to watch the podcast, watch the podcast, watch YouTube or or videos, mm -hmm. not YouTube. Um, and then watch the leaders content all entirely for free. We, there's been from some fixes too, where yes. you can, you can lock it and still listen. And there were a bunch of problems with it that we've resolved. So if you had previous problems, they are probably resolved at this point, hopefully. Um, so go download it if you haven't, because that's where we're trying to put everything and it's only going to get a hundred times better as the year goes on. We have huge plans for the, for the social app. So um, with that, thanks, thanks for listening again, and we'll see you on the next episode. Stay dirty, everybody.